Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clicquot. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. I kick you, and then if you feel well enough, you can kick me in the groin. So if you throw up... Yeah, you're done. Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, sometimes annoying takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Oh, Heater Locklear, though. Have you seen her? <laughs> That's Heather Locklear that smokes. Super, she's a little trashier, so she's, like, more gettable. Will Darkens. I started to get that feeling again, the college football feeling. It's that time where you uh, realize that on Saturdays and Sundays you can ignore your family. This is the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, presented by Frostbrew Coors Light. The world's most refreshing beer on 1080 The Fan. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Sinner and Saint if you missed anything from hour one, you can go to the 1080thefan.com webpage, download the Les Schwab Tires podcast webpage. Yeah. Go to the internet and then type your URL into your uh, old search bar up there. After you've logged into your AOL account. You get your dial-up rolling. Hopefully you don't have any important phone calls that are going to take you off your online experience. Ooh, that'd be rough. Uh, for anybody sleeping on a rock, it's wild card weekend. It's it here. is. It's yeah. finally here. Is there anything, here. Is there anything better in, the, than, in sports than the NFL playoffs? Mm, that's a tough one. The NFL playoffs are pretty awesome. Sometimes they can be kind of, uh, you know, her, her. Especially really? wild card weekend, some games can kind of suck. But you look at the slate today, and every single one of the games, you really can't predict that accurately. I know that the point spread's pretty huge on the um, uh, Eagles-Bears game. It's six at, and a half? It's five and a half right now. I've got six and a half on ESPN. Oh, yeah. It's five and a half this morning. Yeah. I was on uh, Odds Shark. Sure you were. That's what the Sharps are telling me. The Sharps are putting their money on the Bears. Uh, but the really, public's on the Eagles. But really, man, that game is even a toss-up because of the fact it's the Eagles. They're in the same situation they were last year. The fact Nick Foles is now quarterback again. They've won their last, what, three or four games. I mean, they're just kind of riding that wave. And so, you know, everything is kind of shaping up this weekend to be a toss-up for everybody. Okay, so that's that leads me to my first question for you, Mr. Darkins. What game do you have the most confidence in one team winning? Whew. Mm. One team winning. Yeah, like if you had to pick one. So if we're doing a confidence pool, you can only pick one winner out of the four games. So you've got start things start off today. 135 on ABC without the Boogermobile but with the ESPN broadcast team. Uh, and they're doing that thing where it's on ABC and ESPN, and they're going to have like a three-man booth. Yeah, and you can like um, sit up in the box with them, the control center or something. They're doing, I think they're doing that for uh, Monday's game, too. With the And they did it for the game. Rose Bowl, too. It was on ESPN, too, and I tried it for like five minutes. Yeah, so I was like, I, it's this tough. is nauseating. Uh, Colts at Texans is your first game, 135 uh, p.m. today. 
Seahawks at Cowboys. Uh, that is your 5.15 p.m. Uh, kick today. On 910 ESPN Portland. That's right, it is. And then uh, Chargers at Ravens at 10.05 tomorrow. Eagles at Bears at 1.40. So, where's your where's your confidence? Where's your confidence in these teams? Who's I think the only confidence I can really give might be in the Texans, which a lot of people are hmm. kind of, they say that's the biggest toss-up of the season. But I have yet to see that the Colts are really that good. I know everybody's really trying to convince me that Andrew Luck is back, but at the same time, man, I watched that Titans game, and, I mean, yes, he's back to his original throwing form, but I've never thought Andrew Luck was all that amazing <laughs> in the first place. I know that he drugged that team, the Deflategate team, through the playoffs and kind of had that improbable run, but at the same time, you go up against the Texans defense that is really, really good, and you go up against a Deshaun Watson who, after his injury last season, has just been showing improvement every single week, and so really... That's the only pick I can put good confidence in. Problem is they there was a nine-game winning streak for the Texans. They didn't really beat anybody other than they beat the Colts on the remember the Frank Reich fourth down uh yeah. try in overtime. Which was awesome. Then they beat the Cowboys uh 1916. And then they beat Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins, Broncos, Redskins, Titans, Browns. That was their nine-game win streak. I mean, their losses uh, come to all teams with winning records. Uh, you know, it was – and the, and they lost to the Giants early on in the season. But then when they play playoff teams, they lose. They don't have they don't have a whole lot to speak of as far as that goes. But I like Deshaun Watson. I'll probably pick the Texans. But as far as, like, the confidence goes in them winning, I, I want to see it. I want to see them go out and win a playoff game. They just haven't done it enough for me. I don't know that I necessarily believe in that. For me, if I'm going confidence pool. Just real quick with that one. Fire away. Also consider two things. T.Y. Hilton, injured coming back. Mm -hmm. Favorite target of Andrew Luck. Other thing. These teams injured have played, and coming back. Though, these teams have played each other twice this season yep. and have combined for scores uh, of the games. 58-58. 58-58. That's pretty good. Evenly matched. It is very evenly matched. Um if I'm going to go confidence, and I don't want this to sound too homerish. Uh, oh God! Well, I no, knew this was coming. Well, here's the thing, and it's not because it's not because I think the Seahawks are the best team in this. I just don't have any confidence in any of the other teams. So if you look at the way the the all the matchups go, veteran quarterbacks are all on the road this weekend. Your veteran quarterbacks are Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson, and Nick Foles. Just pick. <laughs> Pick out of those. It's funny to say veteran quarterback and Nick Foles. Well, that, but, that, but I know it's true. It's just for you know, all of the other guys, yeah. other, other than Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is the only home quarterback that has any playoff experience, right? Yeah. So out of those veterans outside of Russell Wilson, you're telling me that you have a ton of confidence in any of luck rivers, Philip rivers. You can't put confidence in Nick Foles. I know that he's been good, but playing on the road in Chicago seems like the toughest matchup. It's the biggest point spread. So if I go veterans quarterback on the flip side of that, I can't trust Trubisky yet. Yeah, well, you can't trust anybody. You've never yeah. seen any of the other quarterbacks except Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott is the only guy that's played in a playoff game. He's Owen one Jason Garrett in inspires me none. And the Seahawks have not lost a opening round playoff game, their first playoff game since 2004. 
I mean, that's kind of a big, the Seahawks go in and they win their first playoff game. In the Carroll era, they've never lost their first playoff game. Russell Wilson has never lost their first playoff game. They're going into Dallas, to me, is the least confidence I have in any of the home teams and, and the support they have. I know their defense is better. I just don't trust the Cowboys to make the right decision if it comes down to a coaching decision at the end. So it's not it's not me going, the Seahawks are the best team. It's If I just look at quarterbacks, I go, I trust Russell Wilson. I The least trust I have is in Dak Prescott. And with this game... I- you make good points, but I think with this game, really what it comes down to is weighing out the yips with the efficiency. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Dallas is ranked both top 10 in offense and defensive efficiency in home games this season. That's They're interesting. And, one. Yeah. and that's, no, where, that's where you, you balance the yips to the efficiency, right? Are they going to get yeah. into this game, and it's going to be like last year where they got the bye and yeah. they came up against Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers just just ripped their heart out. And then he did it again the next season during a regular season game in 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 uh yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of one of those things of has Dak Prescott in his 3 years of quarterback under center, starting quarterback for the Cowboys. Has he learned enough? Has he gotten enough experience that he can have some ice in his veins and actually close a game out against a team that honestly might have one of the best defenses in in pro football right now in the playoffs. I mean, it's them, the Ravens, and the Bears. You're saying the Toss Cowboys? Up. No, the Seahawks. Seahawks have the rough, worst rushing defense in football. They do, but they're, they're 30th. Still... They're 30th. It's not the worst. The, the, the interesting thing for this game, it might not be the most entertaining game because you have the number one rusher in football in Ezekiel Elliott. You have the number one rushing team in the Seahawks. This may not be an air it out game. Where a grounder really, pounder, huh? It's it's going to be a grounder pounder. Oh, it's a, you oh. get ready for a grounder pounder. Now, oh, all the boys are coming, too. All the boys are coming. It's a ground and pounder. Yeah, it's going to be a grounder pounder. So it might not be the most entertaining game. But, yeah, if you if you if you give me. Let me tell you something. It's a ground and pounder for everybody because Jeff's bringing his vape and Dave's bringing the cigs. Here's the thing. This is why I have the most confidence in the Seahawks. If you give each of these eight quarterbacks playing this weekend the ball in their hands down four points, who do you trust to win the game? Mm. That's, I don't know. You get, you get put it in everybody's hands. Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, or Deshaun Watson. If you give each one of those quarterbacks the balls. Considering their opponent, yep. Lamar Jackson. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because if the Chargers are up by four with only a couple minutes left, I think they're going to lose. Yeah. I just kind of feel it. it. It's coming on. I mean, the Chargers at least have the advantage that they aren't playing at home. <laughs> Because they're better on the road this year. Yeah. I think they lost one game on the road this year. That's yeah. just insane. Uh, so I mean, actually, it's not that insane. They play in a soccer stadium, so it's very true. That's a it's the probably worst hell to play the worst there. home. Well, nobody they don't have a home crowd. No. Yeah, San Diego abandoned them. Los Angeles hasn't embraced them. The whole thing is awful. Uh, NFL ratings are up year over year, but not because more people are watching. And before we get to that, too. You posed the question at the start of this segment, who do you have the most confidence in? Yes. We have a poll that says, who do you have the least confidence in? Both of those things are next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. If you're uh, hip to the social medias, you know what Twitter is. I don't need to explain it to you. Go on to your Twitter machine and go to at Sinner Saint 1080. We've got a poll up. 
This is how you can participate in the show. You put your vote in. You let us know what you think. People have been playing along all morning. Will Darkens, what is our Twitter poll this morning? Well, the last segment we talked about, who do you have the most confidence in this NFL wildcard weekend? But we posed the question, who is going to let you down this weekend? Well, 18% of you said Lamar Jackson. 21% of you surprisingly said Philip Rivers. 25% said Mitchell Trubisky. But most people are kind of banking on the fact that whoever the Cowboys placeholder is will let you down this weekend. That's 36%. That's fantastic. That, of course, a nod to Tony Romo. I feel like the Cowboys, in some fashion, will let a lot of people down. A, because there's more Cowboys fans uh, than any other fan in the country. But the Cowboys' loss, I, I'm very curious what it will do to this franchise if they lose. Because you've got Jason Garrett. and Yeah, he won't get fired. He just won't. He, he'll never get fired. He'll die he, on the he's sideline. He's Marvin Lewis. It's, yes. It's, he will get to walk out on his own volition. Yeah, I think that will be the most interesting result from this weekend is if they lose that game, what happens? Because ah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of hope in Dallas that this is a year where they can actually – I mean, they had this division wrapped up like three weeks ago. I don't know. I, I felt like there was more momentum – with Dallas uh, back in ago. what? what Yeah, 2016. It felt like there was more momentum there just because they were the new kids on the block. Plus yes. the offensive line was way better and you weren't facing yeah, these but the questions. Defense, the defense wasn't that good and they felt they didn't win then. Yeah, but you weren't facing these real like harrowing questions at the beginning of the season. I mean, Jason Garrett was on the severe hot seat at the beginning of the season. I don't remember that back in 2016. Yeah. All I remember was Tony Romo got hurt in the preseason at Seattle. Dak Prescott came in, and they just started winning. Yeah, well, and, and Dak was the third-string quarterback. Wasn't yeah. Kellen, Kellen Moore the backup? Kellen Moore was the backup, but then broke they realized ankle. Kellen Moore is the lesser version of John Elway. Well, he broke his ankle, uh, oh. and then Dak got in. It was injury. It wasn't they oh, realized. It wasn't, no, they, it wasn't got, they realized that uh, no. Kellen Moore was the spawned mutation of a cloning that somebody accidentally clipped John Elway's toenail, and it fell into a molecular cloning device, and then Kellen Moore became... Was that it? That's how I understand it. No. Where did Kellen Moore play in college? Boise State. What's the mascot? It's a horse. I know. Bronco, right? Well, look, we don't have enough time to get into my conspiracy theories about oh. Kellen Moore and John yeah. Elway and the love child he had. <laughs> no, I'm saying. It's just Kellen Moore. He, it, but in all ways, he was the lesser Bronco. He was the lesser, yeah. Yeah, and I know what you're asking next. Well, who was the mom? I don't have those answers. <laughs> it was a laboratory. That's who it was. It, it was like uh, Sigourney Weaver walking in an alien or the the all the clones, and one of them was kill me, kill me, and one of them was Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah. He bucked his way out. Oh, let's see what he did there. So NFL, everybody's pumped. NFL's back. Yeah, ratings up five percent game to game from last year. It's because they quit nailing. No, actually, a couple of people kept kneeling. Oh. Eric Reed was kneeling all oh, year. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So That's that, interesting. That wasn't it. Oh. More parody. Mm. That's it. No? No, uh, I don't think so. Here's uh, here's something that's very interesting, and this is uh, actually reported on through uh, NBC. It's Pro Football Folk, or I'm sorry, Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports, um, but it actually credits Michael Mulvihill, the executive VP for research at Fox Sports. And he pointed out that reach is how many people the NFL is in front of this year actually went down. So the reason that ratings went up 
is actually because people watched more football, not more people watched football. So last year, there was a total of 189.2 million people who watched NFL games. This year, it was actually 184.2, so it went down 5 million viewers on average per game. And the reason it went up, the ratings went up, is people watched on average 17.1 games versus last year it was 16.2 games. So people watched more football. And I was curious if that was something that you did, because I certainly watched more NFL football this year. I think game to game, I watched more games. But part of the reason is I'm one of the few cord cutters that completely cut the cord in my family. I kept network television. I can still watch through the ESPN app, Monday Night Football Games, and there's a few other ways that I have to watch NFL Network and other things. So what I did was did I... you watched I, Monday Night Football? I did, and it was terrible, and I didn't watch the whole game. I will admit that, because there was it not was a good matchup, awful. and the broadcast Chiefs was Chiefs-Rams was the only thing, and I only tuned into that once yeah. I got an alert on my phone in the second quarter. Yeah, I, I watched like, the Seahawks game, and I, even halfway through that, I was like, oh, oh what, this is good? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the broadcast was terrible, though. But what happened to me this year is I had more people come over and watch games with me. I had my hmm. brothers come over or my dad would come over and we would watch the games at my house because I was the one person that had access to all the games in an easy fashion. It's, it's you know, a product of the cord cutting. So I wonder how many of you out there, 55305 is the better you today text line, did you personally watch more football or or with the cord cutting and kind of what we're seeing, the symptom of all network television dropping how are you watching football? How are you consuming it? So I wonder if that's a product of it. How was it for you? It's actually very interesting you bring that up because now when I take personal stock in it, yeah, I I did watch more football because there was more parity. There, there really was no game I remember wanting to watch this season that I just was like, oh, well, I pretty much know what's going to happen here. <laughs> yeah. Like that never really happened. It was every game that I looked forward to watching. I was always just kind of like, yeah, I could see it going either way. And I think that's testament to the NFL kind of adjusting some defensive rules to let the offense open up because now it gives every offense every chance they get to win the game. And I know a lot of people are kind of, you know, moaning about it and saying, oh, God, you know, it's, it's turning into an offensive game. Defense is absolutely absent. Well, yeah, but that makes entertaining football. The more yep. points, the more ratings. People like to see the ball thrown around. And, right, the Monday night game, Chiefs-Rams, highest-rated Monday night game, one of the highest-rated games ever in the NFL. I, I Just, you know, let it happen. Yeah, well, and here's the other thing, that, that all of the things that you said I think are true, but the offensive rules and leaning that direction, the biggest symptom of that, is you're seeing the success of young quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Jared Goff, all of these guys that are emerging and playing well, and we've talked about it ad nauseum uh, all this week, at least I have, on these airwaves about how interesting it is that the NFL playoffs are a perfect split between guys that have been there and guys that haven't. They're on, on one half of it, you have guys, if you take the, the young quarterbacks, they have played in a total of two playoff games. And on the other side, you can take Tom Brady out of it and you still have more than 30 starts on the other side of the coin. So you have all of these young guys that are being successful, but it's also it's also extending the careers of the old guys. I mean, next year, I believe Drew Brees will be a 40-year-old quarterback in this league. Tom Brady will be a 40-year-old quarterback in and this league. And hopefully out. <laughs> Seriously, dude. 
Patriot games are hard to watch in the regular season. Uh, but I believe Philip Rivers, if he comes back, will be 40 or at least close to 40. But you have all of these guys that, that their careers can go on because you're protecting these quarterbacks. Listen, the Patriots, if, if they go to the Super Bowl, how surprised would you be? A little. Yeah, but not a lot. Mm, I'm with you on a, a little. little. I, they've looked they've looked more vulnerable this year over a larger span of time than they have of any other year because really I agree the, the whole Patriot pattern right and everybody knows this is at the beginning of the season they kind of suck and then the last five games they don't suck and you go here we go again that hasn't been the case with them this year the Miami Miracle did something to them they mm. really after the Miami Miracle just looked like a lost team sure you're right you're gonna count them out in the playoffs. <laughs> it depends on who they play, to be quite yeah, honest. Well. So please explain this to me because I am an idiot when it comes to NFL playoff <laughs> yes, positioning. Yes, you I are. don't get it. Chiefs are the one seed. Patriots. I don't get that. I get that. I know. I know. I'm, st- I'm just you're trying just to setting it up. I'm trying to set it up for I'm you. I'm getting scared. You're an idiot, so I'm going to talk slow. Yeah, you got to because it's change scares me. Chiefs are the number one seed. Patriots are the number two seed. Yeah, I know that. The Chiefs will play the lowest seeded team that wins from Wild Card Weekend. All right, I'm following you. Okay, I'm. It's cliffhanger here, <laughs> or it's uh, Highlander, whatever that movie is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So your sixth seed right now is the Colts. Yes. So if the Colts win, they play the Chiefs. Okay, got that. Texans are the three seed. If the Texans win, they play the Patriots. Because those are the two highest and lowest seeded teams, and then if the if the Texans win, then whoever wins the other game will play against the Chiefs, and the if the oh boy, let's here we go, I'm losing it. <laughs> if the Texans win, <laughs> the air conditioner in my head just turned on. Texans wins, they ought, they will automatically play against the Patriots. Okay. So then doesn't matter who wins the other game. If the Colts win, they will play the Chiefs. Doesn't matter who wins the other game, they're going to play against the Patriots. That's all you need to do. Just look at the 3-6 matchup. That's all you have to do. It'll be less confusing that way, right? You got it? You with me? Yeah. Same thing on the other side. Your 3-6 matchup. Three seed is the Bears. The Bears win, they play the Rams. Okay. If the Bears, I would like that. Yeah. If the if the Eagles win, they play the Saints. Yeah. That's all that matters. Okay. So the if the Texans are- if the Texans play the Patriots, yeah. then I would feel a little bit more confident in the Patriots being able to beat the Texans. And that's yeah. just because of the fact that Bill Belichick seems to get Bill Bryan's goat. He <laughs> yeah. just kind of knows him. Yep. He knows his offense. He knows that he's a simpleton when it comes to actually making an offensive scheme. Now, Bill uh, Bill Bryan is a very good quarterback's coach. It seems like he has the ability to really develop a quarterback, but when it comes to a scheme. When? Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady. Okay. What about all the other quarterbacks that went through oh, Houston? Oh, dude, those guys sucked. <laughs> those guys sucked hard. Yeah, so it's easy to develop you a see guy. what he had to deal with with Ryan Mallett? <laughs> Deshaun Watson was good coming in. He was a great college quarterback. He was one of the most successful quarterbacks in the history of college football. He went to two national championship games and won one against a juggernaut. Deshaun Watson was good when he got there. Bill O'Brien didn't make him good. Oh, he made him good. 
Hey, there are a few on the uh, Better You Today text line, 55305. Going back to the conversation you were saying, uh, viewership. Did you yep. watch more games? Yeah. There's a lot of people who are saying it's it's kind of crossover format. I'm getting a couple of YouTubes, people yep. saying they watched it on YouTube yep. TV. Some people saying Hulu streaming because yep. Hulu TV, no contract, yep. 40 bucks a month, that kind of thing. And so I think that maybe more people are watching because there's more options out there rather than broadcast TV where you got to fork up to Comcast, you know, yep. 160 bucks a month for yeah. TV and Internet. Well, no, I get that. I'm asking people if they watched if they found themselves watching more football and games i think maybe the yeah. formats allowed them to do that yeah. more more people are doing things through you know online they yep. want everything to encompass their yep. online experience because most people are living online anyway it, and so it, yeah. and i think you and i are different in the way that we've kind of cut off or at least cut ourselves off from that generational split because I know that you and I still watch it on TV. I know mm-hmm. you stream, but at the same time, if you do stream a game, you're probably just keeping it in front of you, and that's what you're doing. Well, yeah, like I said, I kept the network channels so I can watch it as I stream everything else. That's what I did. It works fine for me. Everybody's got their own system, but I did find myself more more watching. I think, I think the more viewership options are going to drive people – the more viewing options are going to drive people to what they really like to watch. And when they make, when the NFL makes it easier for you to watch every game, it used to just be direct TV and the, uh, the Sunday ticket. When you can watch any game you want, the people that love football are going to watch more football. I was lamenting the fact that I could not watch in real time, the Ravens Browns game last week. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. That was the game of the week. I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. And so as, as you open it up where people can choose what they want to watch, I'd have, I'd have paid, you know, Five bucks to watch that game last week. Um, I've got some family-related questions. One that pertains to the NFL. One that pertains to college to your football. Dad. What? And, oh. your, and your mom. Ooh, that is that not, happen? Yeah. Let's let's talk family. Is that why she had to go out and get milk on Christmas Eve? You know it, Dad. Because yeah. I was kind of weirded out by that. We talk family and football right after we talk. <laughs> what? Is that, is that good? That? Such a down-home tease. I know. You're welcome. We talk family and football. Family and football right after the news. A couple family things uh, in the news around the, some of these big football games that I found a little bit interesting. So you are going to drop the bomb on me? What's that? That you your dad slept with my mom? We're related, bro. I'm your brother. Oh, my God! Ah! Ugh, freaking me out! Monday is the college football championship game. Tua Tagovailoa, the great quarterback for Alabama. Care to take a guess how many family members he has going to the national championship game to watch him play? I heard this. How many? 400. 405 is what I saw. 405? How many? That's, that's ball. Like, how can you have 405 family this members? This is what I'm asking you. Like how? I mean, what are they? Are they uh, LDS? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are they traditional LDS where they got a bunch of wives and they just <laughs> kind of rotated every nine months? Like I, I, I don't know. That's that's very confusing. Do they have incredible genes where people are just living? <laughs> yeah. If, if everyone in your family came, how many people would that be? To to one of your your starting quarterback for the national championship game? Five. You're, that's your entire That's family. literally it. Dude, my mom and my dad didn't have any brothers or sisters. They were both only children. Yeah. And we have half cousins and a half aunt, and that's it. Yeah. It's five people. It's 
five people. You have no cousins, no. No, nothing. I have no. No, we. Wow. I have no cousins. All my grandparents are dead because my parents killed them. What? Well, <laughs> you got a Menendez situation going there. <laughs> uh, no, because they were uh, they were older when they had my parents. Yeah. So like, yeah, it it would be really small. Not 400 people, and I doubt it's 400 people in an actual family. I think it's in a quote-unquote family Family and friends? Situation. I don't care, though. How sure, many friends whatever. could you get out? Yeah, oh, no, nowhere near How, that. Did anybody I don't come, think I could cap 50. You played in three bowl games, yeah? Uh, yes. Who? How many people came to watch you play in the bowl games? Uh, four. Four. <laughs> four because it was my mom, my dad, my brother, and then each revolving year, my brother would bring another girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So it is always a new girlfriend oh. coming to the game. Well, I really like that. That that to me is fantastic as well. Yeah, because I was thinking about it. Because I've got a I've got a big family. There's nine kids in my mom's family. My grandma just passed away, and uh, you know I've been telling people I was like, well, she lived a great life. She lived to be 92. She had nine kids. She had 40 some grandkids. She had more than 50 great grandkids, and people are just stunned by that. But dude, if I got 20 of those people to show up to a bowl game, like maybe if I was starting. I don't even think there's that many football fans in there, but the thing I feel like with the Tongavaloa family and their little brother, his little brother just committed to go to Alabama as well. Dude, I feel like that's a football-crazed culture and a football-crazed family. So maybe, I mean, you go, everybody has a bunch of kids and you go out there and you try to get the whole group out there. Plus, we know tickets are cheap. So I thought that was uh, absolutely... Well, let's be honest. They're not paying. That's Oh, for sure. Uh, the other- Who's paying for their tickets? What, the Chargers or something? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's getting benefits. Yeah, I, I, I can tell. And I can tell it's the dad who's kind of instigating all of it because you know that dad, like, he, th- there's been this, with him, this whole off season and this whole award season, there's been this undertone that he has hit his son. They're, they're oh. just, there really <laughs> has been. I'm sorry to say that on air because I know that's maybe terrible. Kinda, yeah, maybe that's kind of like faux pas. You don't want to say something like that on air. But at the same you time. You just said it. Yeah, but at the same time, like, he always talks about, quote, unquote, discipline. Oh, we were always disciplined. Like, oh, my dad controls everything. I, I, I have to talk to my dad before I make that decision. Dude, that guy, I think, took a hard hand with his kid. <laughs> I just, I really generally believe that. Oh. I, I'm sorry. And okay. I think it came down to, like, the Chargers started to talk to his son. And I think his dad went to the Cronky and just slapped him and said, shut up. I make the decision. Okay. So here's the, here's the, I'm moving on from that very quickly. Here's the other thing. <laughs> moving on from that without very uh, quickly, any consideration. Yes. Uh, uh, the other one is in the matchup between the bears and the Eagles. You have brothers facing off. Uh, Kyle long plays offensive tackle for the bears. And Chris long is a defensive end for the Eagles. When asked about this, Kyle long said, we're not related, which is fantastic. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's very funny. But here's the other thing that I found in journalists looking for a story. Well, yes. <laughs> well, here's the other thing that I found. Cause I was like, okay, well, brothers playing against brothers. Here's the other two things that I found. I looked up both players on pro football, uh, reference. Hmm. They're both middle names are both Howard. Oh, Howie Long's their dad. So hmm. They both have their dad's name as a middle name, which I thought nice move. Nice move, Howie Long. Uh, the other thing is that Chris Long's nickname is White Thunder, and that is on Pro Football Reference in parentheses. 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 Mm-hmm. I can't say it. Sure. Uh, 
on there is White Thunder as his nickname. So it's officially on there. It's on Pro Football Reference. Um, Which is even weirder because Chris Long has championed very liberal causes. Yes. Yeah. It's that, White again, Thunder makes you think again, uh, he, the Third Reich. It does. He was, yes. he was very supportive of his teammates' right to kneel and the whole thing. So here's my question. If you and your brother point against each other at any level, uh, they said that their mom probably won't be able to watch this game. How would your family feel? Would your family feel divided, or are you clearly the favorite? Uh, I think I am the favorite, I would say, because uh, there's more of an empathetic tone that's taken to me. <laughs> Because my brother, you're the favorite, or you're pitied. Because my brother makes a lot of money, and uh, you know, he's uh, he's just done well through every like facet of his life. My my doing well stopped right at about like halfway through college. <laughs> so I think everybody was like, "Come on, just tell him, Wait, tell him he's doing a good job." That doesn't anyway. make you the favorite. They root for you because you're the underdog. Yeah, he's, he's the favorite. Hey, everybody loves the underdog, no. right? No, oh, people everybody pity. loves Nick Foles. No, people like underdog. Nobody likes Nick Foles. Everyone likes Nick no, Foles. No, people like the idea of Nick Foles because they can use him as a surrogate for their failures in life going, yeah, if Nick Foles wins, then part of me wins. But nobody likes Nick Foles. Nick Foles has a Nobody's... direct connection with oh. the higher power. Oh. JC, bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants Carson Wentz. If anybody that is rooting for Nick Foles to do well is GM of the Eagles, they're still taking Carson Wentz. People like Andy better than they like Will. Mm, depends on who you talk to. <laughs> You've also never met my brother. Oh, yeah, that's so true. that's a hard, that's, that's, a, that's a hard that's sell. Uh, I am actually my parents' favorite, so they would root for me. So yeah, I, think I can goes, see that. That goes with that. I can same. see that. I've uh, met your brothers. <laughs> I think you are the, the most likable of your brothers. Yeah. The only people, the only people that don't like me more than my brothers are my brothers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, hey, let's get, <laughs> let's get to the wildly popular news segment. What to watch. We will give you insight into these games that you did not know existed. What to watch for Wild Card Edition is next. You're listening to The Sin and the Saint on 1080. Uh. Our friends over at Encore Audio Video are supporting this next segment. It's called What to Watch. If you want to upgrade your home theater or uh, upgrade to a smart home, go see the guys over at Encore Audio Video. They're at 14th and Everett in the Pearl District. You'll get as good of prices as you will on any of the electronics that you want to upgrade. But you also get the expert advice of guys that have been um, collectively for more than 50 years working in audio video. Very cool guys over there. Um, what we're doing they're lit. here. They're super lit. What we're doing here is we're going to find insight that you may not find on your own. You, what? Could, you could probably find it on your own. If you're looking. Sure. But we, we've already looked and oh. we've already done it, so now they don't have to because we're done it for them. Okay, now I'm getting the, now I'm getting the segment. Yeah, see what we're doing there. So Will Darkens, what moment, what player, what feature in one game are you looking at this weekend that has you intrigued? The one thing I would say that I'm looking at is is the magic going to last in Baltimore Ooh. with Lamar Jackson because you're kind of in the perfect situation if you are Baltimore in that you have a very young, very exciting player who the run game has yet to be cracked by any NFL team. You're just dominating the last seven games, except, say, for the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are very good. 
Um, and, and they now, were right there. I mean, don't, yeah. it wasn't like they got housed by the Chiefs. Well, and you, you have an advantage because you, one, you're at home, and two, you're playing a team that historically in the playoffs <laughs> sucks. They just suck in the playoffs. And you're going against a quarterback who, when he is pressured up the middle, does not play very well. You also have the advantage that you probably have arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. So... I would say I'm looking to see if Lamar Jackson can play off of all the energy that he's had in these last seven games, these last seven weeks, and just apply it to a playoff performance that really would have been the perfect ending for Robert Griffin III, right? Yeah. Because he did this a couple years back yeah. with Washington, and you just they went into that playoff game, and you thought, man, the momentum's just going to keep going. It's going to carry over. With Lamar Jackson, I kind of hope that happens because – how friggin' awesome would it be mm-hmm. if he won his wild card game? I will, I will take your suggestion to watch Lamar Jackson. I will even crank it into a little bit more detail. Watch him on third down. No one in the NFL has more rushing yards or uh, rushing attempts on third down. He ran the ball 32 times. He's only played in seven games. He's run the ball 32 times on third down. He's converted 17 of those. Only one player has more third-down conversions running the ball, and that's Ezekiel Elliott with 19. But he's attempted it a lot more often. So, or he has it. Excuse me. He's attempted it in more traditional running situations. Nobody runs more on third down. But 17 out of 32, that's better than 50% when he runs the ball on third down. So if he can keep the ball in the offensive hands, that's a really good advantage for it. The other thing to watch with Lamar Jackson is he's throwing for 75 yards a game. Crossfire! 75 yards a game. Nobody has fewer passing yards per game than Lamar Jackson. But how efficient is he? And nobody... Nobody has more passing yards in uh, NFL history without a Super Bowl appearance than Phillip Rivers. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So what game How are you sad w- is that? If you could only watch one game, what game are you watching? It's well, sad. I, I would. And, you know, again, I'm I'm placating to the locals here. But I, I want to watch the yeah. Seahawks-Cowboys game because it just – it seems the most evenly matched of all of them. I know that we said this at the beginning of the show, right? This weekend is so great because you really don't know who's going to win any game. We you know, who do you have really a lot of confidence in? But I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up with Dallas and Seattle. I know Dallas has an impeccable uh, record at home. They're one of the best offensive and defensive efficiency teams when they do play at home. Uh, but, you know, there is also the concern that Amari Cooper hasn't eclipsed 100 yards receiving in the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. And so you think, hey, are you going to be able to ride that offensive momentum with a defense that's a lot better now? And, uh, you know, you saw it in the playoffs last year. They got yeah. a bye. They were going to play at home, and they choked against the Packers. Yeah, I gave you I gave you my uh, breakdown on that game. I think that is certainly one to watch. But the one I really want to see is, uh, you brought this up earlier, the biggest point spread is Eagles at Bears. Two things I'm looking for. Can Nick, uh, Nick Foles keep the magic going? And are the Bears a Super Bowl contender? Is Mitchell mm. Trubisky good enough? I sure to, hope, man. They're exciting. But that's what I'm watching for. That's the game I want to watch because there's two sides of it. I think that this game can go one of two ways where you see the Bears that are a pretender and you see, or, or you see the, the Eagles just step up in the face of it or you see the Bears are for real and they beat a team that looks like less than. If you go team against team, I think the Bears are the better team. But the quarterback matchup in this one, I think, is as interesting as anything. So that is the one game that has the most intrigue for me because I think this could go in opposite directions for a lot of different reasons and it may be end up being the worst game of the weekend but I think you'll learn a lot maybe this is Nick Foles cap 
Exactly, but I think the result of this tells you the most going forward in the playoffs and and uh, for the Bears going forward, uh, I think, with Trubisky at quarterback. So that's the game out of all the games that I want to watch. Uh, what are you watching outside of sports? Okay, now, uh, if you are near a TV, get your ass over to TBS right now. Uh, channel 55, 755, if you do have HD and you're a Richie Rich. Uh, get yourself <laughs> over to TBS right now and tune in. They're doing a Star Wars marathon all day, bro. <laughs> Friggin' all day. They're starting right now. You're in the middle of A New Hope. They're going Empire Strikes Wait, Back. did they start earlier with the prequels? Or no, I can't give you that a- information because it doesn't let me go back <laughs> in the future. I got the old cable box. But, I, dude, I, I'm scrolling through this right now. Yeah. Like, it's straight up Star Wars all day until s- 8 o'clock you got the Big Bang Theory. So you can shut it off then. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, if you listen, if anybody listened to primetime on Thursday in the club hour, Suk was trying to convince me to watch Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah. Really? Did you watch it? Nah, I've heard of it though. It's so Bandersnatch for anybody that didn't hear that segment is a choose your own adventure Netflix series where you get to go and decide what the character does. And at one point you have the decision to make whether or not you bury your father or you chop him up into pieces in the bathtub. It sounds very intriguing to me. Sook said he uh, ran through it twice. There's a flow chart on the internet where you can actually see all of the different possible outcomes. There's 10 different outcomes that you can have. Uh, the movie change or the, yeah, I guess it's a movie changes based on uh, what you pick. It's part of the black mirror series, which I guess is like the modern day twilight zone. It's supposed to be really good. So I've I, seen some of the black mirror stuff. It's all right. I like it. Yeah. I like the one where, but uh, why, why are you poo pooing the, I don't know. Cause it's too gimmicky. Too gimmicky. This might be the next evolution of television, my friend. I did like the Black Bear episode where social media attention turned into currency. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I, uh, from talking with Suk enough, I trust his judgments on television, so I'm going to go with it. He spent an hour trying to convince me of it. I think that he has. I am going to try Bandersnatch. If you've tried it, let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be back next week. Enjoy the NFL wildcard weekend. We're done. Bye-bye. Always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. For life is quite...